Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf, in all your years, all the weights you allegedly lifted back in the day, huge amounts. Did you ever do this, what I'm showing you right now via Twitter? <laughs> Not at all, Paul. DeAndre Ayton, fresh out of the shower, ostensibly. There he is in a towel, and only a towel, doing the military press in the squat rack. DA, what are you doing? Honestly, you're going to let somebody film you while you're doing the military press. That's what those were, Paulie. Just so you know, the military press. Is that not With what I towel. just said? Okay. Wolf, don't, <laughs> don't look at me like I don't know my way around a weight room. Yeah, Paulie. Right. Thankfully, the lie detector is not on right now as we go out to the line and John Bloom. we, John, it's about a half hour into this show, me filling in for Luke, and already I, I need someone to step in and bring some clarity, uh, bring some intelligence to this show as I've been saddled with Wolf for four hours. So you, you tell us, is this the norm for DeAndre Ayton to be lifting post game in a bat towel? Um, I don't know about the towel. First off, you're barking up the wrong t- tree if you're looking for any kind of clarity or intelligence right now. I don't even know how I'm awake, uh, but uh, I am, and I'm riled up because uh, I can't wait for a little Team USA soccer later on today. Oh, uh, you guys know I'm into the beautiful game, so I'm, I'm fired up for that. But also, uh, last night there were parts of the game that were beautiful. I did glance at the guys lifting weights on my way off the floor and to the bus. Uh, it was happening last night. I didn't notice anybody in a towel, per se, until I saw the same video clips that you guys saw. I saw D. Lee down doing some pressing after, boy, did he step up again down the stretch yes. in the fourth quarter. What an amazing pickup he's been. But, yeah, DeAndre uh, has something to prove. He's playing like he has something to prove. He's acting like he has something to prove, and I think we're all for that. Johnny, I just want to get this out of the way right here. You're not a soccer hooligan, right? You're not one of those guys you're not that much in no. the game yes right no i don't buy into the hooliganism of the sport wolf yes. uh i i know there have been a lot of casualties over the years courtesy of hooligans it is a real thing uh yeah. if you've watched uh Rexham, which is a great show online that's streaming with uh, ryan reynolds and rob McElhenney, you know those guys that bought the team in in wales uh they talk a lot about uh, hooliganism i learned even more through that show but i always knew that it was a real thing and and you know we talk about our fans in, in this country of sports, and sometimes we do get a little rowdy and out of hand, sons and four guys. But you know what? There is uh, some validity to the fact that we keep our people in order a little bit more than, yeah. than some folks do around the globe. Yeah, hey. let's talk a little bit about DeAndre Aiden right here, though, since you already brought him up. One's a point, John. Two's a trend. Three's a pattern. Ever since Pat Bev railroaded him in the back, the Chip next shot. three games. I, I think he's playing the most physical basketball we've seen him play. Your thoughts? He has, and I'm willing to write a love letter to Pat Bev. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm happy. And not a love letter, but just a thank you note. How about that? Yeah. Let's leave it at that. I will write a thank you note to Patrick Beverly if that truly is what inspired DeAndre Ayton to find the inner man. Uh, because... It's been there all along, okay? It has. And once in a while, it shows up and we're all just so tantalized because he's already so amazingly skilled, even if he's not in beast mode. He's amazingly skilled on the basketball floor. He's also very bright. He's also lovable. There's so many good things about this dude. But 
I understand the desire that everybody who's watched DeAndre Ayton grow and, and watched him as a Phoenix Sun, and maybe even before if you're an Arizona Wildcat fan or if you're watching him in high school here in the Valley, uh, and you see it in him and you say, boy, if he does that regularly, he could become one of the greatest to ever do it. He could. It's like it's there. We can all see it. Well, now Patrick Beverly gave him a cheap shot. It was a flat-out cheap shot. I can't spin that any other way. Yep. And you can react to a cheap shot in a variety of ways, can't you, Wolf? I'm yep. glad he picked the one he's, he's using right now. Well, and look, he went for the 29 and 21, and that was historic in a lot of ways, especially for DeAndre Ayton. And even Devin Booker said it after the game. The quote was, it's not even about the 29 and 21, said Book. It's about the physicality. So even his teammates are seeing what we're seeing. Here's the thing, though, John. Let's, let's, let's face the facts. The Pistons went out there. They didn't have a legit five. They started a couple of power forwards. They, the Jazz came out. They started like three power forwards. Does he show this same sort of attitude and physicality when he's going against Embiid? or Rudy Gobert, or even even Anthony Davis, which at times I think he looked a little timid the other night against Anthony Davis. You know, is, is this because of the opponent, or is this a permanent change within D.A.? I think it's it's that uh, time will tell, Paul, to, to take the bailout approach. Yep. But I think he brings it against other guys that uh, you know bring it to him. Demontis Sabonis has given him a hard time over the years. You look at the numbers. I know Kellen Olsen break, broke it down yesterday, but uh, the numbers are one thing. And Sabonis actually put up good numbers again last night. He's not a pushover defensively, but he's also not a stalwart down there and a rim protector. So I know what you're saying. Let's wait and see when he goes up against the likes of Gobert and some other guys like Embiid that are at the top of the their game. Uh, I love how he plays against Jokic. He loves to go up against Joker. There's just a real good respect between the two of them yeah, uh, when they face Denver. And that's... It's not even about those numbers. It's about the physicality that Booker cited, but does he show it against those guys who play physical, the elite guys that you just named? Yeah, we got to see it. And you know what? Right now, he has to believe it that he can, and I think he does. You know, he calls himself the tone setter. That's exactly what he is. Yes. That's what he needs to be. He needs to be the tone setter because that energy, that gravity, that strength and power and beast mode that he can do that no one else on the Suns roster and very few on the planet can bring to a basketball court sets a tone, unlike any other that can be done from this group or most groups that play this sport. So I think he's realizing that. That's dangerous for us others johnny we only have mere seconds here but who are we going to see first chris paul or cam johnson <laughs> cam. Oh, i have absolutely no idea but i know booker had us laughing last night because uh, tim kempton asked him on the postgame show you know where's the three-point shooting gone and i think his answer was simply where the hell's cam johnson <laughs> so i think i think they want him back too i think everybody wants both those dudes back but isn't it amazing that here they are through 20 games on top of the western conference even with all that and, and let me ask you how meaningful is it that's how I started this segment about the Suns. Yeah, they're number one in the Western Conference. We're all impressed, but how meaningful is it? I mean, haven't they rendered the regular season meaningless in a lot of ways, Johnny? I mean, they've already done the 20 Maybe. wins to 60 wins, right? I mean, does this season truly start with a postseason? 
No, well, it's it's not meaning less, okay, but it is meaning different than the last couple <laughs> years for the Phoenix Suns. Now, we can flash back to the bubble, right? Before the regular season even meant the regular season to all of us on Planet Orange, it was mired in losing uh, seasons after losing seasons. But then they went to the bubble, ran the table, and all of a sudden there was a renewed sense of, of hope uh, that maybe this team could even make the playoffs. What do they do? Make the playoffs, make the finals, and almost win it all. Now the expectations are completely thrown off its axis and now the expectation is championship or bust and last season it was bust and it hurt like heck that meant that this regular season was going to take a different shape no matter what because they know that the only thing that matters is that they're playing at their best when it matters most does that mean that this is meaningless absolutely not all these things are steps do we know damian lee was going to be damian lee in this respect to this basketball team and we wouldn't have ever known that if it wasn't for the first 20 games of the regular season did we know that jock landale could bring to the table. Sure, they saw something in training camp, and they saw something running up and down in, in you know free games before camp even started, and there was hope there. But then when you see him in a game and you see him give you five minutes in a fourth quarter after sitting for 36 and actually making a difference, that's not easy to do. Now you know you have another weapon. So Monty Williams and his staff are taking this as seriously as they ever have, and I think the team is taking it seriously, but I think it's just a, a renewed kind of sense of, of mission and uh, and what it really is going to take to get it done. And, and I think this team has that. And they may end up boat racing the rest of the Western Conference while they're doing it. And along the way, your broadcast partner, Tim Kempton, actually took a shot at our Ron Wolfley last what? night. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley, are you listening? Did you see DeAndre Ayton dunk the ball? Are you happy now? <laughs> maybe maybe he'll write a rap about it, actually. I maybe he might do that in the morning. Hey, TK, save the wrath for the officials, okay? You want to bag, just continue to bag on the officials and leave our guy Wolf alone. Yeah, exactly, Timmy, and it took him long enough, did it not? <laughs> All right, John, we appreciate it. Thank you. Don't get me in the middle of it. All right. Exactly. You know what, Johnny, you hooligan? You got bigger problems right now. Team USA Soccer, they got to win or they're out. I and believe. By, and by the way, I saw a headline. They're calling it the most politically charged soccer match okay. in modern history. Think about that. I, I don't care about ball. the politics. Just put the damn ball in the back of the net. Beat them. Move on. Go to the knockout stages. Keep us excited. Bring Messi and Ronaldo to come over here and play MLS soccer. And then the rest of the world will start caring about what happens on the pitch here in the United States. That's what I want to see. All right, Johnny, put the lighter down and stop burning yeah. stuff. Okay? You know and, and put the phone down. Stay off Twitter or you're going you're gonna to submarine your own career at this point. All okay. right, Calm down over there. Uh, and tell Captain I'm calling him. <laughs> Bring it. Yep. All right.